0: Probably, man, what are you over there chewing on right now
1: you know it's crazy i went to the farmer's market the other day and you know i did a, especially because with the new year you know people clean out the fridge pick up all this stuff want to get all that grocery shopping done but to me the farmer's market always has the freshest stuff so i'm actually chewing on some strawberries and let me tell you very rarely have i ever had a strawberry <clears throat> that I bit into and it crunched just like biting into an apple. And that's what I have here, and they're delicious. Like they're making like, me re- they're making me rethink eating potato chips and just doing this. You want to plug your farmer's market? Yeah, the cab farmers market. pleasure of heaven on no. earth.
0: Well, you know, I, I'm, I I live around farmers so much that uh, every, every, I mean, every store is the fucking farmer's market, For being honest. Dang it, I wasn't supposed to cuss this early into the pod, but yeah. who cares? We're here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm back in Farmville, man, and we're uh, doing a little something different this week. Uh, we're going to go audio on only because I live on a farm, and apparently the Wi-Fi is not a, a great thing here. So... Man, it's been a great week of football, man. There's so much that we have to talk about. And, and, and let me find some energy, damn it, because I'm coming in here all, all all, low and all this stuff. Uh, UGA won the natty. UGA won the natty. Go, go dog all Sikkim. Uh, it seems like Georgia's turning into title town because the last two significant championships – I mean, it reside in this great state of Georgia. Our, our Braves won the World Series. Uh, not that bubble COVID bullshit that the Dodgers won the year before. Yeah. And Georgia, you know, both teams got over the hump that we were most worried about. The Braves finally beat the Dodgers, and the Georgia Bulldogs finally beat Alabama. I don't want to hear about if they would have had their receivers. It would have been a different game. Yeah, guess what? If I had three feet, I'd be weird, but in, instead I have two.
1: Yeah. And, and, you know, that's a great point because at the end of the day, we can look at this national championship and blame it on that. Does anyone look at Alabama's first national championship and say, Oh, Colt McCoy got hurt. Nobody even brings that shit up. And and I remember it because he got hurt early in the first quarter. And I don't think that that takes away from that Alabama team winning the national championship. They look at it as the start of that dynasty. And so, you know, Garrett Gilbert came in as a true freshman. Nobody talks about that, you know, and I'm sure that Garrett Gilbert was a highly touted player, but he wasn't fucking Colt McCoy. So um, I think that that's a lame excuse for anyone that wants to try and like look at this title and be like, ah, they didn't, their top two wide receivers, you know, and, and I'm sure that those wide receivers were a big deal, but at the end of the day, they still had the Heisman winner at quarterback. Nick Saban was still the coach. You know, he wasn't, he wasn't out of the game for COVID, you know, so, I think that that's a lame excuse. If anyone wants to use it that way, give the dogs their due credit. That, probably the best defensive team that's won a championship. Oh, I want I'm trying to go back and see. Like, when's the last time I remember a dominant defense? Probably one of those Bama teams.
0: Yeah, one. Yep. Yeah, you know, and and that's the one thing that I really enjoyed about the game. Um, the first three quarters, field goals, man. I'm a field goal. And every time Bama would make a big play, get to the red zone, make a stand. And I was proud of our team because of the way we looked against Alabama in the SEC championship. And damn it, man, we, we showed up, and that front seven was swarming uh, 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 Bryce all game. Like, I don't think Bryce Young stepped into five passes the whole game.
1: He was never comfortable. He was never comfortable. Um, you know he was always off his spot you know what I mean anything that he got he earned Absolutely. and I think that that was one of the biggest takeaways that you know they made him work they made him work unlike last game it seemed like they gave him everything he wanted like I mean hell you saw it he threw for 400 in like 30 yards four touchdowns you know they scored 41 points and even more so I know that Mercedes-Benz Stadium slash Georgia Dome is like Alabama East. You know, that's Brian Denny East. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, those games always feel like Georgia home games, you know, because the game is here in Atlanta. And even though there's Alabama fans in Atlanta, there are still more Georgia fans in Atlanta than there are Alabama. So there was always going to be more Georgia fans. And for them to keep getting beat like that here, you know, you look at it, those last these four times that, that Kirby's played him, three of them have been in Atlanta. And we
0: were up at halftime. Yeah, and all four of them
1: and all four of them, but all three here in Atlanta. And you know, um, it it, it it just turned out to be one of those things where you could really hang your hat on this team and say, you know, job well done, Kirby. Like Kirby's 46 years old. Kirby's gonna be the coach of UGA. Man, probably the next 30 years. Like if you know wants, what I mean? Like I, cause because unlike unlike when, when the when the Alabama job comes open, once Saban does retire, I'm sure that Kirby will be on their short list for sure. But Dabbo's probably the most prime candidate because he went to Alabama. I don't see Kirby leaving like Georgia to go there. So
0: I, I don't I only saw Kirby taking the Alabama job. If the, George, if the Georgia job never became available, if we would have just rolled out with Rick, uh, I think Kirby stays and waits on Saban to retire. Possibly. Oh, sure. But because his dream job opens up, I can go back to my alma mater and I have brought a championship back there already. Why would he leave? Nobody wants him to leave. Just like yeah. Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett should not leave Athens, Georgia, as a professional uh, in banking or real estate or whatever he chooses to do uh, after his time at Georgia t- uh, is over, because he won't pay for a meal, he won't pay full price for anything, he won't pay for a drink for the rest of his life. Why leave?
1: Um, and, and, and who knows? They might. You know, I know Herschel's got a statue. I mean, I know he didn't win the Heisman or anything, but. You know, I feel like they'll they'll dedicate something to him, whether it's a street. Because his story is so remarkable, too. Absolutely. You know, that that's the point that everybody misses. You know, um, got benched last year, came in this year that's as a true. backup, started off his career as a fourth-string walk-on, transferred to the JUCO, came back, and then you deliver. You're from Georgia. He's from here. Shout-outs to the Holseys. Um you know he's from he's from Georgia, country real country town. I think they said three stoplights or something like that.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Josh Holsey's family and um, Stetson Bennett's family is there. That's about it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. They, if, if they if they go to the local Piccadilly or Waffle House, I'm sure that they have ran into each other multiple times. And so, um, you know, hey, he's not really, really
0: a pickly Wiggly. I don't think they have a Piccadilly there. I, 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 well, you know,
1: was- you're right. I, I don't know why I said that. Whatever the local. You know, truck stop cafe I, <laughs> I don't know if if there's a truck stop there. I don't know shit. There might be a what do you call them? A, a, a loves, you know. Um, you know they do
0: they do have a nice a nice Lake Lake Blackshire out there where it looks like you can go have a wild cabin time. You know, maybe we go down to Lake Blackshire for Boink's bachelor party instead of Vegas. If he
1: if he if he wants to do it, and we could we could name the trip the Stetson trip, you know. And, and, and you know, doing it for Stetson. Uh, and who knows? Maybe it will be a great time. We'll get to look at each other and talk about how the lake looks and, you know, how we can pretty much – you know, we could probably have a race to who can run through all the stop signs first.
0: <laughs> hey, speaking of Stetson, we were on the phone um, in that pick – I mean, excuse me, in that fumble slash incompletion.
1: Bad what call. was
0: going through your, your mind? You said bad call?
1: Bad call because – you know and i guess you know the damn tuck rule i that that's always going to be like the one thing anyone looks at whenever somebody's arm is going forward and it's not like it's not like the defender hit his arm was my thing his arm didn't get hit he was on the other arm and he was just trying to throw it away and his arm was going forward and the ball pretty much remained neutral kind of looking it and I would even say that it kind of went. I would lean more towards it went forward than that it went back. And so I thought that it was a bad call. And then the, even the recovery of it, even if you called it a fumble, I don't know if he recovered. I mean, he was joking. He, he was just he was
0: just being funny. Like, ah, oh, let me just grab it real quick, slide the foot. Like he wasn't really trying to
1: well, recover. I, I thought from the angle that they kept showing it, it looked like his foot would have been on the line anyways. Like. And, you know, of course, a little bit of that's bias, right? But I think that because they called it a fumble initially, that they didn't have the evidence to overturn it. But I would have leaned more towards his foot being um, on there, you know? And so I didn't think that it was even a complete recovery, let alone a fumble.
0: So when that happened, man, like I, like I said, we're on the phone. I slammed my phone down, screen shatters, uh, thinking, I mean, it was on carpet. Didn't think I I threw it that hard. But nonetheless, uh, the result says otherwise. I'm thinking we've blown the game. I'm like, you know what? about to give up a touchdown, and we're about to do what Georgia Bulldogs do. And we held, gave up three on that drive, and then Stetson came back and was dealing for the rest of the game, man. Could you have ever predicted that?
1: Not him dealing and not us getting that stop because I'm sure once I saw them get the ball in the red zone, um, I, I I didn't expect that to happen. But, you know, the turning point of the game was when they blocked the field goal. That was, the t- to me, all the momentum swung Georgia's way. And even though we blocked that field goal, we scored the touchdown, then Alabama answered, the fact that we came back down and, you know, scored again – Really was 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 the icing on the cake, and well, well, of course, the pick six was the icing on the cake. But and and shout outs to 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 that DB for running it back as opposed to going yes. down like Kirby wanted them Because the thing was this: they still had all three timeouts. We could have easily went three and out, yeah. and you know, uh, Bama still has Bryce Young, and they could still get down the field and score. And that, that you know. That, to me, is just what sealed it, of course. Like, you know, you knew it was over. You knew we won the national championship.
0: Yeah, man. The pick-six, I was excited. What I really liked about the way we played that game, we stayed true to who we were. We stayed true to our running game, even though we knew we weren't going to be able to run the ball like we normally do week in and week out. But we were getting fives. We were getting sevens. And then finally, Cook popped one, the 60-yarder, that we needed. Unlike Alabama, we are actually, we stayed committed to the running game and we made it work for us where uh, I felt like Bama, they ran the ball some, but it was like, Hey Bryce, I know your top two receivers are gone, but you want the Heisman go win us this game. Yep. Now, I don't know if you can actually run down the teeth of that Georgia defense because I think I heard uh, someone say they have seven, 300 pounders on that defense uh, you usually don't see that in, in college especially, but that's that's NFL. those were two two damn near NFL teams playing against each other for being honest, especially oh, sure. in
1: the, the the Georgia defense I mean what and we'll know in a few years once everybody's out but the Georgia defense we knew had uh, hell they got three or four guys that are gonna go this year and three of them are going in the first round. You know, um, obviously Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, um I'm missing another guy. It's always hard to remember everybody's name on the defense. But either way, I know both of those guys are top 25 picks, both of them. And so um, you know, Cook's gonna go to the league. He'll probably be like a fourth round pick, you know. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, he's uh Zeus, Zeus was running that shit hard. Yeah. At the end of the game, he was running yeah. hard and with a purpose. And, you know, um, like I said, and, and uh, uh, you know. I love George, our
0: tight end. You know, I love a lot our tight end.
1: But, obviously, considering George Pickens tore his ACL last year in the bowl game. Or, uh, yeah, it was the bowl game he tore it against Cincinnati, right? I think so. And so – Even a guy like George Pickens projected to be a first-round pick type of player. I don't think he is right now. No. But he had that huge catch to start the game, like the first big play of the game. It was like a 50-yard pass. That's a touchdown
0: of JT's quarterback. And You know, I I want to give Spencer his flowers. Spencer, not Spencer. Stanton. Stanton his flowers. Oh, my God, I'm thinking about Rattler. I want to give Stanton his his flowers. But – if JT's playing in that game, I don't think I'm sweating nearly as long as I did.
1: Um, well, and I, and I think that, that that was kind of what everybody came into the game, thinking that, you know, this is going to be – you know, can can we close this thing out? You know, every time the Stetson's behind center, it's just kind of like, well, what's he going to do? You know? Um, and I thought that Monkin to start the game, he wasn't being aggressive enough. Um and I guess that, that that's what kind of scares you a little because if your play caller doesn't want to be aggressive, do you not trust him with the ball? Like what's, you know, why aren't you taking shots? And then when you take the shots, look what happens. You get a 40-yard touchdown. You get a 50-yard pass to George Pickens. Um, you know, you convert on – it was like a third and long that they converted. And it was like a, a – it, was, it wasn't a curl – is a wide receiver went, you know, it wasn't a slant either, but cut right in the middle, and, um, you know, and then of course the touchdown uh, to the tight end, it, you know, I, I like I like that type of play calling, and so, uh, and I think that it sets up well because Stetson actually throws a decent play action ball. How do you play action though? Has to be play action. Yeah, 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 yeah. but. But he throws a a nice play-action ball. I mean, I'll give him that. Like, he definitely throws a nice play-action ball. Like I said, we saw it work wonders for him, you know, and and, and that's why they ended up winning the game comfortably at that.
0: You know, here's the last thing I want to hit on this game before we transition to uh, NFL. These Alabama fans are killing me, man. Uh, Lose graciously just like your coach did, you know. Uh, Nick shakes Kirby's hand. He, he's like, you know, we're disappointed in the season, but I couldn't be more proud for Kirby. That's my guy, you know, and he's just, you know, happy, happy to happy to uh, not happy, but understood that, Hey man, we lost, but these, these Alabama fans saying, Oh, you guys are acting like you've never been there before. Yeah. Because we haven't been there in 40 years. Yeah. So you haven't been somewhere in 40 years and you're not 40. You've never been there. And, and in Alabama, let's not act like y'all don't gloat, celebrate every single championship, every single victory. It's roll tide. It's roll tide. Hey, man, look. You lost. Yeah, you beat us four of the last five times. Got it. Beat us in the 90. Beat us in back-to-back. Uh, not back-to-back. You beat us in two SEC championships. Yeah. got it. But we won this time. Let us celebrate just like we let you celebrate. Yep. I just don't understand this. Oh, yeah, I mean, I guess the little brother wins every now and then. Yes, that
1: happens. Well, Alabama acts like before Nick Saban got there that they were some powerhouse. I mean, they hadn't been good since Bear Bryant. I know they won the one in the early 90s. But, yeah. you know, it's not like Alabama was this household name until Saban got there. So and everybody's recognized that Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time like like it's not even close and certainly in modern college football and the fact that he's doing it in this era makes it that much more impressive like the recruiting and um, you know him being what comes off a little bit as a dictator a little bit like you know what I mean like it's really is his way or you know you're gone um and it, it it's it's I, I hate to quote it as the Patriots way because it, it is really similar to Bill Belichick, but obviously they work together. But here's
0: the, here's the one thing about Saban that I think is totally different uh, than what we've seen from Belichick, and, and maybe we've seen it from Belichick this year.
1: Saban has personality.
0: Well, say I think Saban has a bit more personality. I think he's more friendly. Uh, but Saban pivoted a lot more quickly than Belichick. When Saban brought in Lane Kiffin, sure, it was to rehab Lane Kiffin's image, but also it was to rehab Saban's image because Saban was ground and pound in defense. And it's like, hey, man, we can't win. Now like this anymore. We have to air it out. And guess what they started doing? They have an explosive offense, and they were RBU. Uh, some would say DBU. Some would say linebacker U. Bro,
1: they're wide receiver U now. And now they can claim, even though Jalen Hurts went to Oklahoma his final year, he can claim, really, the past four starting quarterbacks all were top 50 picks in the NFL draft. Because Tua's top five, Mac top 15. Uh, Jalen Hurts, like I said, even though he went to Oklahoma, he still was an Alabama quarterback for three years. Um, He still went early, mid to early second round. So he was a top 50 pick. Uh, and then we know that Bryce Young is gonna be the number one pick when he comes out so like um look at how it and then how it changed from guys like coker uh your boy uh Blake Blake Fitts. Blake uh, but 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 Blake and Coker they
0: got to air it out think about what McElroy was doing he was getting yeah. off and getting out the way
1: I know I know uh John Parker Wilson you know, McCarron, like, these were the guys that were coming out of Alabama. They were looked at as good guys that could manage the game with the talent around them. They weren't ever going to lose you the game. You know? But now the quarterbacks that he's been getting are guys that are, no, they're going to come out and win me the game. Like, when my defense falls short, I'm okay with these guys. Like, we saw that with Bryce Young when he had his Heisman moment against Auburn. That was all Bryce Young making plays.
0: Yeah, man. And you know, the the, the thing about Saban is he's a great coach. And wins. He 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 continues to change his his program. He has the support of those around him. But unfortunately, there's a group of coaches who don't have that same support. And Black Monday hit. And some people made it through Black Monday, but they didn't make it through Thursday. And as we see every year, seven and a half NFL jobs change. And um, I think we're sitting at eight right now. We have, um, obviously, Herb. Hey,
1: Herb. Hey guys, I'm Herb. Herb couldn't even fucking make it to Wednesday. He couldn't even make it to Black Wednesday.
0: He couldn't make it to Week 16.
1: <laughs> yeah. So
0: we got Herb, who's out in Jacksonville.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, no surprises
1: there. No.
0: We have Joe Judge, who was a late firing, out in uh, New York. I'm not surprised.
1: David Culley was a late fire. I mean, these were late fires. But- Dave
0: Culley got fired today. Not totally shocked.
1: Yeah, uh, but why did they wait? You know, everybody else got got Monday.
0: I guess they had to wait on the exit interviews to get done and then evaluate. Uh they
1: were there to evaluate, they already knew. Like, you know, and same thing with Joe. I think the Joe Judges firing, truth be told, was more of a their fan base and social media couldn't believe that he kept his job on Monday, but then like Brian Flores got fired. Like I I feel like that, in a weird way, that that was more of a pressure move.
0: Also, also once Gettleman uh, resigned, I'm pretty sure once they started putting out the feelers for GMs, they're like, I don't want Judge. I don't want Judge. I don't want Judge. I don't want Judge. So then, you know, uh, the Marr family had to come in and
1: get fired. Get fired. Clean You're fired. house. Yeah, but I, I, for the most part, unless you've got a stable coach or GM, it only makes sense to get rid of both at one time. Absolutely. Because they're 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 normally intertwined unless the coach was there first and the GM came in and let him stay a year to see what he could do because he's like, well, you know, I'm looking at you. I think that we can get this done together. Like, you're not my first choice, but I also don't think that you warrant to be fired. But for the most part, you should probably clean house of both if you're the owner. I mean, the Texans – uh They hired the GM and the coach at the same time. And so it's just like, so let me get this straight. I thought David Culley, for what it's worth, did a good job. That team won as many games this year as they did last year. And they weren't expected to really win any games anyways. And so um, they beat the number one team in the AFC on the road. Um, They... You know, made it a three-point game in the last week against them. They were competitive in some weeks, and they what? They started definitely two different quarterbacks. Had a host of different running. I mean, I don't know. I, they, they were keeping. They were in the game at Carolina early in the season. That was on TV. I remember it was a Thursday night game because it was like, oh, Carolina's three and zero, and that turned out to be nothing either. I, uh, weren't they fourth in the division? Carolina, yeah, yeah, and they started three and zero. Yeah, and the Sam Sam Donald's back. Yeah, because 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 if you remember what it was, was every team in the division started two and zero, but the Falcons. The Falcons were zero to two. Carolina was two and zero. Tampa was two and zero, and New Orleans was two and
0: zero. Yeah. So let's look at these jobs, right? So we got the Bears, the Vikings, the Texans. The Dolphins, the Broncos, the Giants, the Jags, and the Raiders—all of those jobs opened up. I don't think we're shocked that a guy Matt Nagy got fired, are we?
1: No, and I hope Max is oh, doing. I mean, I, and I hope that uh, Matt's doing okay. Um, you know, I, I, he's a lo- I know he's a loyal listener and viewer of the program, so I hope that he's doing all right and that he can still afford that internet to, you know, check us out.
0: And Ryan Pace had to go because Ryan Pace drafted Mitchell Trubisky over Deshaun Watson. And
1: traded a pick up to in the process. Yeah,
0: right. I, I still won't knock him for not drafting Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I won't knock anybody for not drafting Patrick Mahomes if we're being honest. Uh, but Mitch Trubisky, who played in the ACC against Deshaun Watson, it, come on, man. Uh, yeah, the Vikings. It's, it's unforgivable. It, it is. Uh, the Vikings. They get rid of him. I guess it was
1: time. I think it, it ran its course. I, I think that he got the most that he was going to get out of that group had been gotten. I, I don't I, know
0: if they take a step up though.
1: Well, I think it depends on who they're able to get. I mean, you got a guy, I guess the question is, it depends on how someone views Kirk cousins. I, Only do you when you're view him as a, He's not an elite quarterback, but he's in that good. He's good. He is good. Um, he was good. In Washington, in my opinion, like I thought, he was good in Washington. He can he's, throw the ball.
0: He's in that category
1: of you don't want him, but you don't want to get rid of him because you you can't really do much better than him. And there's going to be a robust market for him if he's ever gone. I mean, and he
0: proved that with the the deals he signed. Like he signs fully guaranteed deals. He don't he don't do that other stuff y'all over here doing. Um, but they their their GM is gone as well. I, I think they have a good roster. I think they're not far winning. but I'll be curious to see what happens. Um, They probably go offense and how that's going to affect Kirk Cousins or what that draw is once Kirk Cousins hits free agency following next season, what they're going to do. But one thing I heard about them, which makes it a pretty good job, is GM had been there for 16 years. Head coach had been there for eight years. So it screams stability. Uh, next on my list, we, we we talked about the Texans. I mean, brand new GM who was kind of forced to to sign. Is anybody who take the job because of the, the Deshaun Watson uh, holdout? Mm-hmm. This is prior to his whole uh, other incidents. He
1: was the, he was the last head coach to uh, get the job too. That was the last head coach vacancy field
0: Yeah, because nobody wanted the job once they once the, Deshaun said he wanted out. Uh, you got Miami, which. I'm happy Brian Flores got fired, man. Brian Flores deserves better than Stephen Ross, uh, Chris Greer in Miami. If if the rumors are true that he wanted Justin Herbert and y'all took Tua, he deserves better. You know what I mean? If the rumors are true that he wanted to pull the plug on Deshaun Watson and the organization did not want to, you know what? He deserves better. If he – is getting ostracized. If he got fired because he and the GM, he didn't play nice with the GM. He didn't play nice with the owner because he was actually one of the people who was elevating this franchise. He deserves better than that franchise. And that franchise doesn't deserve it. This franchise deserves to continue look for a decent coach with a pulse. I mean, Dave Wanstead did all right down there, but really they haven't been shit since Jimmy Johnson. They haven't won anything since Shula. Uh, They haven't had a quarterback of note since Marino. And you know what? Y'all deserve it. You absolutely deserve it because you finally got somebody in the building who's ruffling feathers, upsetting people. Usually, if you bring somebody new to an organization and they show that they're competent and they start to produce and then they're also pissing people off, that usually means that they're good and the people that they're pissing off isn't. You remember when uh, President Wilson came to Morehouse and he actually started trying to clean stuff up, yeah? You know, get rid of the dead weight, uh, uh, try to bring the school into the future, and the the old Morehouse guard just hated it, which is why, in my opinion, uh, this is my opinion, he only did one term because he was producing. He got the the commencement guest that everybody was saying we were going to get. Obama's coming. Obama's coming. First commencement. President Wilson gets Obama there. Uh, within, what, his first two years, we got a Chick-fil-A on campus. He's doing the little things that, like, bring us to the future, and he's getting rid of the people who were just there because they had been there forever. And, just dead you know, weight. yeah, he got rid of the dead weight, and then, you know, the dead weight just got too heavy, and they said, bro, you got to go. Similar with B- Brian Flores. And you know what? For people like that, they deserve better than the situations that they get relieved from because – those situations obviously don't want to elevate, uh, at the same way that that coach wants to elevate, that that leader wants to elevate, and the leader's showing early on that they're hey that there's promise here and we're gonna elevate. It's just gonna be uncomfortable,
1: for sure. And that and that's exactly kind of how I view it too. I I think that Brian Flores uh, got a raw deal overall, of course, just because you know. If Tua wasn't the guy that he wanted, but he had already taken the job and he knew that there was a chance to get a quarterback. I mean, think about it. We kept hearing these Deshaun Watson rumors. I don't think that they were just – I mean, they're, they're not just rumors anymore. It's 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 Even if ownership was like, you know, like, yeah, I think we made a mistake and they wanted to clean it up, um, you know, you're getting off to a bad start. And, of course, like Deshaun Watson's got interest to go there because he wants to be on South Beach, plus you've got some talented players. You went ten and six last year. You went nine and eight this year. You had two straight winning seasons. I don't remember the last time the Dolphins had back to back winning seasons. Whether they made the playoffs or not in either season. when the last time you could say, "Yeah, man, the Dolphins are a solid team"? Like, you know, I you can't, um, you know, because because when Marino was quarterbacking, I was fucking four, and so I don't ever remember the Dolphins. I remember they had the Chad Pennington team that made the playoffs, and then that one team that got blown out by the Steelers that one year, but. You know, this is a franchise that's not used to winning anyways. And they brought in a Brian Flores who did a masterful job in that Super Bowl against the Rams because he was the defensive coordinator uh, or play caller. I don't think they had given him that title. But regardless, he was the one calling the plays. And they shut out that high power Rams offense and Sean McVay, which is what got him the job. He's going to get one of these vacant coaching jobs regardless.
0: If he wants it, man, and I say I, if he I, wants it. I
1: think it. the Giants job is going to be the job he gets.
0: I wouldn't want that job, man. I, he's a New York guy. I get it, but I wouldn't want that job. They, they're showing time and time again that um, if you remove, you know, Coughlin from that organization.
1: So Coughlin? Coughlin, yeah.
0: I, I'm just not seeing much competence from the Giants. I mean, they haven't made great coaching hires. GM hires haven't been great either. And they're still packing the the, the the arena. So I mean, come on, man! It's just like the Knicks. Ownership says they want to win, but ownership is but ownership's selling out every week. So I mean,
1: ownership doesn't really give a shit. They they care about as long as those season tickets are getting renewed. You know that's that's what motherfuckers are caring about. They're they're counting about season tickets getting renewed, and so. Um, I, I'm of the belief that uh, a guy like like Flores would be a good fit, though, for the Giants. I think that he would bring kind of that stability and that hard uh mentality, and just the Belichick. I know that they had Joe Judge, which was another Belichick guy, but
0: yeah, yeah, but he's a real Belichick guy who, who who's who's proven that he's a a, a head coach. Uh, you know, that Bill Belichick, that Bill Parcells, that real. Uh, yeah. That the New York football giants like to have. You know, <laughs> we, we didn't watch the LT Super Bowls, but we did watch the Eli Super Bowls, and those were a physical football teams that could beat you oh, up at the For sure, run. on
1: both sides of the ball.
0: Yeah. Uh, Denver, Vic Fangio, um, maybe one of the best defensive coordinators of our lifetime, uh, was relieved of his duties. No shock. But, I mean, was Vic Fangio the problem or was Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke and John Elway's quarterbacking, quarterback selection process the problem?
1: Well, and that's the key component of all these teams. If you look at it, outside of Minnesota, which one of these jobs doesn't have a quarterback or has had within the last three to four years hasn't had a quarterback issue? You know, that seems to always be the common theme. And, you know, it's it's the chicken or the egg theory at that point. You know, whose fault is it really? Is it the quarterback's fault or is it uh, management slash coaching's fault? And they all kind of are intertwined.
0: I'm going to blame a lot of this shit on management, though, because what ends up happening is management picks – He's their guy. Coach says, Hey, this guy's not good. Give me another guy. Management goes, No, we picked this guy. Make him good. Coach says, I'm, I'm trying to make him good. He's not getting good. And management goes, Okay, well, for me to stay in management, I got to make a change. Either I'm the problem and the guy picked isn't good, or you're the problem. You can't coach him. You're the problem. You can't coach him. You're out of here. You're fired.
1: You're fired. You're fired. And, and- And it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a a tale that will never end. That is always going to be the way that the NFL operates. Um, I don't see it changing anytime soon. And I think that what it is, is when you get that guy, you know, that's when you make the move. Like, think about it. I didn't think Anthony Lynn was necessarily the issue for the Chargers. Um, oh, God,
0: no, he wasn't the issue. Anthony Lynn's coaching the Chargers team right now, and, and that's going to take us until our probably, next 2nd they
1: probably win that game against the Raiders.
0: They're in the playoffs. I don't even yeah, think that game no matters thing. if Anthony Lynn is coaching that team. Anthony Lynn's defenses were better, and Justin Herbert takes care of himself. Anthony Lynn lost a lot of close games, and Brandon Staley blew games because he goes for it on fourth and one-and-a-half from his own 18-yard line. That's he, he a won, probable won,
1: offense. i say this. he won. I mean, Herbert's the one making the plays, but he won them some games doing that, too. Like, I remember the Steelers game when the Steelers came back. Uh, I thought Steelers were going with that game, and he went for it on fourth and two on, like, their 30-yard line. I couldn't fucking believe it. I thought it was a nuts call with, like, three minutes left, and you're losing because you essentially were giving the game up if you didn't get it. They got it. They scored. Steelers – Uh, came back out they stopped it game over and so you know he he he. it proved to be one of those things I think it was early in the season I don't remember what game but they had uh, I think they went for it on fourth down three they got they converted three out of four and they won that game like so I, I get it it was one of those things where well I've been doing it like this all season and it's worked and of course it hasn't worked but like you know, and that was the big thing in the Falcon Super Bowl when they asked Matt Ryan why he didn't check out of those pass plays. Matt said Kyle's been running the offense this way the entire season. There was no reason to change now. You know, even though that we're talking about they're apples and oranges because it's the champ it's the Super Bowl, but you know, I I can understand it. I think that timeout was it was just baffling because what was the point of calling it? He said he wanted to get the right people on the field. The The Raiders, they were fucking still trying to almost get set, really. I mean, I remember uh, what's-his-face was motioning, uh, Hunter Renfro, and they didn't look like they knew what they wanted to do. Honestly.
0: You know, and that takes us into regular season disappointments. I think the Chargers are a huge disappointment, and – yeah, the because, because I mean, they didn't make the playoffs, and they should have. They have one of the most talented rosters in the NFL, and unlike the Cleveland Browns, they have a talented roster and a talented quarterback. Uh, the quarterback was healthy, and the Chargers kind of flew under the radar because the football media loves Brandon Staley so much. Brandon Staley owns the press conference. You know, he has the good one-liners. He goes up there. He 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 just bleeds confidence and all of that stuff. You go, you know what I'll go to, I'll go to battle with this guy. I like this guy, Brandon Staley. And, you know, I think he is like the anti Nick Sirianni because Nick Sirianni didn't win the press conference. He doesn't always get the most favorable, um, the most right. favorable coverage. Um, he kind of
1: does the same shit. Yeah. We're not it. really
0: speaking to what Nick Sirianni did. Like he, he got those guys into the playoffs, and he really found something throughout the season because instead of saying, this is what we've been doing all year, and this is what we do, he said, okay, this isn't working as well as I would like. Let's try this. And they ended up becoming the best running attack, rushing attack in the league after, I mean, they showed it week one against the Falcons. Oh, they ran down our throats the entire game. And then all of a sudden, they stopped doing it. I was confused. But you know what? I'm not an Eagles fan, so I didn't care. But then they finally got back to it and it worked and it got into the playoffs. But because he's, he, he's not this great guy in a press conference. He's like, yeah, we play rock, paper, scissors in the combine meetings. Okay. Weirdo. Why are you playing rock, paper, scissors? I want to see how competitive these guys are. Okay. Yeah. You're weird. But Brandon Staley's goes, we want the smoke. We love the smoke. It's like, ah, right, yeah, 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 man. And let me tell you what, you your algorithms are great. Not. And there's nothing wrong with, but being aggressive. But if you're not going to contextualize your aggression, if you're not going to like look at the way the game is being played when you're when you're saying, hey, this is what we do, uh, this is why a lot of coaches get fired. This is why a lot of GMs get fired, because you rather lose doing what you do instead of doing what works. If you could take anything from Bill Belichick, week in and week out, the Patriots are a different team. Why? Because Bill Belichick is married to winning, not his scheme.
1: Yeah, he game plans against uh, his opponents. But breaking news while we're sitting here, just because it just popped up here. So the Texans have already identified who it is that they want to hire. And he is their top target. The Texans want to hire Brian Flores. I wouldn't take it. Well, Well, the thought is he's going to get another job offer anyways.
0: Casario, though, Casario's the Patriots guy. Patriots South.
1: I think that they're going to have to guarantee all five years of the contract for him to take it. And they're going to have to put him in the ballpark, certainly of the top high, half highest paid coaches in the league. You know what I mean? He hadn't even proven anything as a head coach tech. I mean, he's all he had was winning seasons, I guess, but like, you know, he's got to know that he's got some security because that rebuild is going to take at least three years.
0: Yeah. And, Hopefully they can they can get Deshaun off and get a lot in the him. way that they
1: just did Cully too. I don't think that anyone's like, why would a player want to go there outside more no, no. as enticing them to do it? I don't the think only- I think that that – the and I know we we're we're on the because I'm gonna give you my biggest regular season disappointment. I think the Houston Texans might be the worst ran organization in all four major sports in the United States. Worse than the Jaguars? Yeah, man, because the Jaguars have just always been bad. The Texans would have actually been good. You know, like, since they – once they acquired Matt Shaw, they were respectable. They were winning that division all the time. And so, like – The owner died. Yeah, and he was a racist, right?
0: Yeah, but he was a a competent owner.
1: It was a good thing.
0: Huh? I said some would say it was a good thing that he died. And and others would say that um, he ran – as as other races have done they ran their organizations
1: you know at a at
0: a uh you know above average level
1: and, and 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 i'm sure look all those guys regardless of what anyone wants to think outside of schneider uh oh you know they might be the worst for him, <laughs> so now that i think about it but um outside of him cuz i know that he's like a trust fund kid or basically outside of him just about all these other guys are businessmen that you know, made their money because they know how to run a business. But um, nonetheless, I, I think that that's interesting. I don't think he'll take the job, but I think that we're missing one glaring hole here when it comes to talking about the most disappointing team this season. The biggest regular season disappointment to me was the Cleveland Browns. And whether that's the mediocre, subpar, below average, however you want to slice it up, play a Baker Mayfield. I
0: know, Terrible.
1: Just or the Odell Beckham fiasco, you know, where he's hurt to start the season, but he had already been hurt and already had did all this before the season started. I drafted him in fucking fantasy. What a waste. Uh, up, t- up until I was essentially out of it. Then he started producing as a Ram because he scored a touchdown every week. Um, that has got to be the biggest disappointment. Um, they had all that momentum from last year. uh you know, being this close – I'm not going to say this close, but this close to beating the Chiefs to go to the AFC Championship, blowing the Steelers out on their home field after they were the best team in the NFL for a majority of the season. Um, just a big disappointment. Not only did they not finish with a winning record, but they tied for last with Baltimore. I think they gave them the – I think Baltimore actually technically finished last. And the reason why Baltimore is not my most disappointing team is because they had all those injuries to start. Lamar damn near didn't play the last five games of the season. So I couldn't put them in that category because they held it together regardless and were competitive for the most part in all those games. They just lost a lot of close games. I mean, no Lamar, was going to be really hard. But with Cleveland, no excuse. That team is too talented. They're too talented. You shouldn't be dropping games to the Raiders who – Uh, before they had played them on that random, I think it was a Tuesday game or it was a Monday game, like they got moved from Saturday, like something crazy, you're at home um, and you led and then you let them come down and they kick the game with a field goal. Team that's going through all that shit, ain't no reason you should be dropping a game like that knowing that the playoffs are on the line and then getting your ass kicked by a Steelers team that's not very good.
0: Uh, I got another disappointment for you. I came on this podcast a few weeks ago talking about this team having the potential the potential to um make some noise in the playoffs. And I should have known better because I know their quarterback. And it's the Colts. You guys really yeah, blew it. My yep. You guys really blew it. And I mean it it just right in Carson Wentz fashion. You know, everything is right there for you to be great. And you know what? You just muck it up, Carl. And and the worst part is, you gave up your first round pick for. it. Give up your first round pick to miss the playoffs. Guess what Philip did last year? He got this guy into the playoffs. You got T. Y. Hilton mulling retirement, and, and and Jack Doyle mulling retirement. I wouldn't want to come back and play with
1: Winseer. And 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 I don't blame him. But think about it. That was another thing that they had just announced. Uh, Chris Ballard. Matter of fact, this just popped up, too, on JPA Football. Uh, Coach GM Chris Ballard on Carson Wentz. At the time, we felt it was the right decision. I'm not going to make a comment on who is going to be here next year and who is not. And it's a picture of Carson Wentz on the update. and Because we know that that's who he's talking about. And so, you know, I don't oh, yeah. even think that Carson was necessarily the problem, like, for, you know, like, for the season. But, no, but obviously – fine. I, but at the end of the day, you know, he came in injured. And i um, He missed a COVID game. Or no, he didn't miss that game, but they ended up losing to the Raiders, a game that they probably should have won at home. And then you get a stinker. You lose by double digits to the fucking Jacksonville Jaguars, who are no playing for nothing, who have nothing. And you make Trevor Lawrence look like the best quarterback that was drafted this year when he has not been the best quarterback that was drafted this year.
0: He, he, he set Trevor Lawrence up to get a comp. They set Trevor Lawrence up to get a bunch better coach because that last game is going to be the last, the last showing of Trevor. And they're going to be like, see, this is what we thought he could be. And he finally showed it. And he's showing Uh, y'all
1: that that, that this is who he is. But just imagine you, Mr. Uh, Offensive coordinator that, uh, thinks that he's a dynamic play caller and is innovative. Look, Think about what you can do with him. If he can do this against a Colts team that was dying to win this game, to go to the playoff, what can you do? Uh,
0: yeah, man, especially if you, you know, just even touch the hem of McVay's garment. Uh, do you have any other disappointments before we go to surprises?
1: Uh, hold on. Yeah, I have one more, but the Colts were definitely the next one on my list. Hold on, let me pull it up because I was looking at records. And just thinking off the top of my head, man, what a disappointing season. Um, you know, this one doesn't fall to me as a disappointment only because I called it. But from a league-wide perspective, I think that everybody has to almost look at Seattle as a disappointment this season too. And I know that Russ missed games um, or whatever. But at the end of the day, this is a team that hadn't had a losing record. And I guess they kind of finished the season strong at seven and 10. I don't think it's ever a compliment to have the same record as the Falcons team, uh, whose who's best offensive player is Cordero Patterson. You know, and there's no shots at Cordero. I hope that the Falcons bring him back at the yeah. right price, but there's no celebrating having the same record as the Falcons with no weapons. Uh,
0: so let's take your victory lap here because you, you had two bold predictions. Um, and that's – I'm going to let you take your victory lap, and then that's going to go into my regular season surprises. Uh You said the Seattle Seahawks at the beginning of the year would not finish above 500, and, yeah, Russ got hurt, but Russ wasn't good this year either.
1: He wasn't, and that team wasn't good, and I think that the way that it turned out was an example of what I have really felt about them for a long time. And I know that Russ was holding them together um, – you know, he he would always play very good ball. And, but I, I just knew that coming into the season that Russ had issues with the Seahawks organization. He has an issue with Pete. You know, it's go Hawks every time he's on camera. But in reality, Sierra's at home you know, dreaming of you know, look, I'm sure they got a real nice house out there in Seattle or Bellevue um, or whatever, because Bellevue's where all the real nice houses are in Seattle. Uh, the Seattle area, but Um, you know, they're they're thinking about the New York Giants, you know, the Chicago Bears. These were the places that they were, the Miami Dolphins, you know, these are the places that that she's thinking of. It's no mistake that Russell Wilson's agent, before the season starts, comes out and names five places he'll go. Come on, man. There was issues. So going into it, you knew that it was going to be a struggle because of the issues. The O-line was never fixed. DK is not as good as people thought he was,
0: he runs straight. He jumps high. He runs fast.
1: And the defense isn't great, which is what has con- was a staple of that team for the. Not long. even good. That's what I'm saying. It's it's below average, and so it's terrible. Yeah, and so um, you know, I, I thought that it was a relatively easy call. To be totally honest with you, I didn't expect much. And really, honestly, my Steelers pick was pretty much spot on too. They somehow lucked their ass into the phone loss. But well, hold on
0: to your hold on to your Steelers pick. Can I do a Russell Rant real quick? Go ahead. Framing. Framing matters, right? How do we meet you and how do we talk about you? Really matters. And here's where I get pissed off by our mainstream media. Everybody loves Russ. Oh, he's a team-first guy. He says go Hawks. He never says a bad thing in a press conference. Sure. But his agent leaks. He wants to go to other teams. He says he's been rehabbing 19 hours a day. And he has like a mini that's doc. That's bullshit. Right. He has a mini doc following him around while he's going through his rehab. His doctor comes out and says that, hey, this has been the uh, fastest recovery I've seen from this injury ever. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure. And then throughout the season, there's just little rumblings. Russ isn't happy with this. Well, shit, they just got you the OC that you wanted because you wanted a more Rams-like offense. It didn't work. Now it's, is it Russ or is it Pete? But Russ doesn't get any of the smoke of being a diva. Anytime you see Russ, he has that bullshit Russell Wilson three logo thing going on that I wouldn't put on anything. Not even the bottom of my foot to step on it. And he, and and that's all we see subway commercial. You know, we, we give Aaron so much flack for being a diva. Guess what Aaron has done. He's not gotten anybody
1: fired. He's winning. winning. He's winning. But
0: he gets MVPs and and Russ doesn't do that, but because we like Russell, because he's a uh, he's he goes to the skirt. children's
1: hospital. Yeah, children's I mean, hospital. Every time he's on the screen, he's smiling. Go Hawks! Smiling.
0: Go Hawks! Uh, a, a, a more lighter skin, good haired guy. So he's he's got a,
1: he's got a beautiful wife that, for the most part, doesn't have a bad image herself. And yeah, Seattle. yeah, right.
0: And and we just love Russell Wilson. He does no wrong. No, Russell's a fucking diva. Russell is a me, me, me guy. People say all the time, Russell cares about his legacy. Russell cares about his legacy. Well, yeah, part of caring about your legacy is winning. But Russ is a diva. And let's just accept that Russ is a diva and just say that you like a diva like Russ. Exactly. But let's get into our regular season surprises because... I'm surprised.
1: No, the Cincinnati Bengals are at the top of the list. Oh, God, yeah,
0: they're at the top of the list. And I and I am getting closer and closer to accepting Joe Burrow as both comeback player of the year and the MVP.
1: Ooh, that's a good I, I, call. That's I a, mean but that's a good call. I think that Dak's gonna get it because of how gruesome his injury looked.
0: No, he's gonna get it because of the fucking Cowboys. That just like too. Aaron Rodgers is going to get the MVP just because it's it's Green Bay and these are football teams, these are staple football teams that we love. But let's be real. Joe Burrow comes back. This is year two. He barely had a year one. He did not have a complete year one, and he's top five in year two. He's been a better quarterback this year than Dak. Okay? and. Yeah. He's in the real MVP conversation, not the Dak, not the, the 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 Josh Allen MVP conversation. No, he's in that Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers MVP conversation. The, the the Bengals have been shit since Marvin Lewis left. Hell, since before he left, the Bengals have been shit. You understand me? Since AJ Green started getting hurt, the Bengals are a cheap franchise. Uh, TJ Hushman's out to tell stories about sharing jock straps, no Gatorade but sponsored by the team. Same owners, the Browns own them. Yeah, they still own them. And Marvin Lewis brought him to the future a little bit. And, and then, you know, he still, He gets out of there. Carson Palmer's playing well. Then we transition to Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton turns back into Andy Dalton. Uh, they have some guys we don't even want to talk about on the team. Joe Burrow gets hurt. Misses uh, the back end of last year, comes back, and they win a division. Sure, the uh, Bakers boys were, dis- were a disappointment. Sure, um, the Bravens were injured. Sure, the Steelers somehow wiggled their way in a playoff with Big Ben playing, but he won this division. And yeah. if you look at his passing numbers, they're up there. Like he has, he has the counting stats to put him in that conversation, and he did the same thing he did at LSU. He brought that swagger. He brought that confidence. The guys believe in him. If that's not most valuable, I don't know what the hell is.
1: They had the most explosive offense in the NFL this season, bar none. Bar none. He was the most explosive offense in the NFL. We knew Joe Mixon was a relatively talented running back. Um, we don't
0: like Joe Mixon because of what he did in college, so we can't even talk. We can't even talk about who he's become in the NFL because of what he did in college. He he doesn't even get to be in the top five conversation, even he though he socked, was. he
1: knocked a white woman in a bar for apparently calling him a nigga, right? So, um, he had a hell of a season though, and that's why I took him in fantasy. He had a hell of a season. I was a big fan. I figured he was gonna do pretty well, but um, didn't matter. I didn't win any fantasy gold, uh, but. Uh, nonetheless, yeah, I, I think that when, when we start this list of biggest surprises, they are, they've got to be at the top of the list. And then I think, uh, New England in a weird way, even though we figured they would bounce back, they've got to probably be next in line just because they cut Cam Newton after Cam looked relatively good in preseason. Yeah, we uh, saw now, but now look at Belichick just being a genius, man. He knew knew what was up with Cam, and we got to see it with Carolina. And granted, eh, you could argue that New England offensively is probably a little bit more talented than Carolina, maybe. But at the same time, even Belichick as a coach knew this guy's done. And he cut bait on him. A lot of people were surprised. National pundits looked at it like, you know, they cut fucking Cam Newton. What was that all about? Like – You know, I get it. I guess the Mac Jones era. Because a lot of people viewed Mac as a guy that sat for one year. And then he got his chance. Or maybe halfway through the season, if it didn't look good, then he would get in. But they brought Mac in. They started, I think, two and four. They're 10 and seven and in the playoffs. And had every opportunity to win the division. They kind of lagged off here at the end. But um, nonetheless, Brilliant job. I mean, I, can, I can't name five guys on the Patriots. So, you know, I think that speaks to Belichick and just how well uh, and how much of a surprise that they were this season.
0: Yeah, we got to just stop questioning, Bill. We just we got to stop doing it because we make ourselves look stupid every single time. Uh, one of my biggest regular season surprises is um, the Titans getting the first seed. Yep. I didn't think they would have done it with Derrick Henry, but I damn sure don't. Didn't think they would have done it without Derrick Henry for almost half the season. Yeah, still finished top ten in rushing.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you know what? That speaks volumes to Mike Braver.
0: Yeah, because he can fucking coach.
1: Because Ryan Tannehill is not a guy. I, I I speak, you know, vocally about him all the time. I've never been a believer in Tannehill. Uh, And a part of me, which is why I was excited when we did get Arthur Smith in Atlanta, was that I thought that he was definitely a big part of it. And it kind of did show this season because Tannehill hadn't been nearly as good this year as he was last year. And then for the half season before that with Arthur Smith. So, um, you know, it speaks volumes about Mike Vrabel and them taking on his identity, you know, um, And, obviously, he's a Belichick guy, even though he was never – I don't think he was ever on a Patriots staff because I know he was in Houston.
0: He was in Houston with uh, Bill
1: O'Brien. Yeah, which is a Belichick guy himself, right? But, like, um, you know, he was never – and Bill O'Brien too. But uh, um, he was never a a disciple, even though he's a former player. He's, like, the only former player of Belichick as a coach. I think that he takes on kind of – a refreshing new school version of Belichick in a sense of he still has the fundamentals and old school of this team is going to play a certain way, but he's more of a guy because he played in the NFL himself and he can kind of reach guys a little bit differently because of that. And then he's a known NFL player. He's not a hall of fame player, but everybody remembers Mike Vrabel. If you grew up watching football, and you
0: watched the Patriots in the 2000s. He caught touchdowns. Uh, in the Super Bowl. So, here's one of my regular season surprises. I'm going to bring it home for you, a homer pick. That the Falcons did not have an explosive offense um, around Matt Ryan. Uh, centering from Matt Ryan. Um We've talked about it multiple times, and it got a little bit better as the season went on. We started using Kyle Pitts. I mean, we got him to 1,000 yards. Was shocked we got him there because the way we started the season, it was it, was it terrible. I, I, I didn't expect our offense to be – I didn't expect yes, our man. team to be great, but offense hadn't been the issue in the past few years. And not to say that our defense was good or great because it wasn't, but offensively we were not a good football team
1: this past year. We we were losing shootouts. You know, in the past when with Dan uh blowing leads like we were scoring points. The points were never the issue. Um and it was always the defense, but then this year it just seemed like it was such a struggle to get in the end zone. Um
0: to move the ball, man. Like, like
1: Matt, Matt Ryan didn't have he had uh, 10 straight seasons of 4,000 yards. Didn't get there. He was about 40-something yards short this season with an extra game. He looked like Big Ben. I'd say a little bit better than Big Ben. but uh, And that is not biasness either. That's just truly eye test. I saw Ben Roethlisberger in his last home game on Monday Night Football. They win by two scores. And – he threw the ball forty six times and had one hundred and twenty three yards. I don't think Matt Ryan ever has had a game like that. And Matt had like a he had a stinky game against the Panthers at home this year. He had a I mean he threw for like hundred and something yards himself, oh, but he also didn't game. throw it forty six times. You know Ben averaged like two point one yards in attempt in that game. So I I I don't want to put him in that, and and I'm glad that we don't have you on here because now he would be calling it the. The Matt Ryan dick sucking hour, but um, nonetheless, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think it was like that. But I, w- I was disappointed in the Falcons offensively this season. I think that they overachieved in, a t- in, in If I wanted to, if I want to give a personal surprise, I'm surprised that we won seven games with that roster, considering there was no Calvin Ridley. Um, Get me out of he, here. been still ranks in the bottom third of the league, and the offensive line had one quality player and another decent one. And that was really it. Uh, you couldn't run the ball. We didn't Cordell Patterson led the team in rushing and he didn't even have 700 yards. So, you know, I, I, I think hey, that, But
0: Mike Davis came out and said that he, you know, he holds himself accountable for this terrible season. He had That
1: sounds like a negative response from Stevenson to me. Um, you know, look, I, I, I walk those halls too. I know how niggas come up with excuses. Um, now, hey, can, I, can
0: I show you another Falcons, uh, a Falcons uh, flavored surprise?
1: What? The way the narrative on DQ has just like flipped in a year. Almost immediately. Well, like, I, tell you, I tell you what. You want to talk about regular season surprises? How well the Cowboys defense played this year? I mean, it, it, they led it the exactly league in takeaways, and I'm pretty sure that they were probably in the top ten in yards total defense.
0: I mean, as long as you threw uh, away from Stephon Diggs, you know, you, you, you couldn't do much. <laughs> you throw at him, pick, or, or a touchdown.
1: Right, pick or streak to the house.
0: Yeah, but but no, I, I, I think DQ, the narrative around DQ is just super surprising. That for one, I think he showed that he's a much better D coordinator than we thought he was. Because uh, it didn't happen for him in Atlanta. That may speak to uh, Rich McKay's influence on how we build rosters. Unless uh, he these- had
1: control over the fifty-three man,
0: he may have had control over the fifty-three man. But he, I, may don't, have know, had I control- don't know.
1: He definitely was cooking the groceries. I think that he had a little control over picking the groceries. It's certainly, if he didn't have any control over picking them, he got to pick the brand. Maybe so, but you know, if you're going to pick up lemonade, he got to decide whether you want it minute made, simply, or public. Well, it's I hope you're
0: sad. getting simply. Um, but
1: no, this isn't bad, though.
0: It's not. But, but I, I'm gonna blame our problems on Rich McKay because DQ's gone. I know it's only one year removed, but the product on the field that I see isn't much different. And the only time that it was really different has was bit was when we had Kyle Shanahan for that second year, and we were getting leads so that bad defense. Couldn't get ran all over because we were getting leads, right? But let's get on Falcons. Are there any other major surprises from the regular season that we kind of haven't talked about?
1: Uh, I got one more. Hold on. All right, send it my way. Let me pull it up. Hold on, because you got to look at the records and stuff just to see exactly why and the stats that kind of support it. But. uh, Oh, we kind of already hit on them. To be totally honest with you, the Eagles. I I didn't think that that was a playoff team, and I think a lot of people thought that they would be picking in the top five this season. Um, I think. Oh, and and another one too, the Raiders, I, and 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 they're more of an end season surprise because of what they had to go through. But I think that Philly for sure. I think both of those teams somehow, some way making their way to the playoffs were definitely the biggest regular season surprises based on what we knew about them uh in season and with the Eagles coming into the season.
0: Yeah, man, I definitely shocked that the Eagles ended up being a a playoff team and a scary playoff team. Uh I know they got the Bucks. I know we say Brady versus Jalen Hurts, but that Bucks team isn't the same Bucks team. I I think there's some stuff going on in that locker room that we don't necessarily know about. I, I don't, I don't believe everything AB says,
1: but no, you can't. You got to take that stuff with a grain of salt. But
0: I think that, a. I think that AB's complaints, and I think it's been it's been shown out. They don't come from nothing. His issues never come from nothing. But he's a jackass, and we're not going to even talk about that. That clown show he 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 went on this weekend. I I have no words for that because it doesn't fit into regrets and disappointments because that's more of an expectation, and it doesn't fit into surprises because again it's an expectation. I expect A. B. to be a jackass. Um, anytime he gets comfortable. But let's get into to our round one predictions. I, I think we got a great slate this weekend, uh, and this is going to be our predictions. Not 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 to, not the picks yet. Not the picks yet. We'll do nothing but strictly who's going to win the football game. All right, yeah, we're just going to discuss the game. Uh, let's start in the NFC uh, in our 2-7 matchup. Should I say a 2-7 matchup? Who was that? Fucking? That's, that's Brady in
1: the it's Brady.
0: Yeah, it's Brady versus Hurts, what I just talked about. I, if Brady doesn't get out to an early lead, I mean a 14-point lead, their run defense isn't what it was at the beginning of the year. They're, they can't run the ball at all. Um, if it's tight and they're playing ball control, who, who's to say that big play Slay doesn't get you one play and the Eagles just don't run the air out of the football?
1: Well, I think that that's going to be their intentions coming into the game. You know, they're going to want Brady to not have the ball as much as possible. You know, I – thought it was interesting when we looked at his stats and how
0: inflated they are. Cause all they do is fucking throw the ball every play.
1: And that might be the case. But at the end of the day, he still got the record for completions in the NFL. Um, and he still is what? 44, 43. Too old to be playing football. <laughs> you wouldn't, you, if, if, if you didn't know he was that age, you wouldn't think it. And so, no. um, I agree, though. They definitely – what it is, is they cannot afford to fall behind early. And that's why, like, let's say they win the opening toss. I'm letting Brady come out there. We got to get up early. Yeah. Because we need, we need to make Jalen Hurts throw anyways. And so it's going to be a, a battle of uh, time of possession in a game like this. And, and my thought is is that uh, Brady, you know, they come out – and uh, they're going to end up winning the game. Brady's only lost once in the first round his entire career, and that was his last game in New England.
0: To Ryan Tannehill.
1: And I don't believe that that Jalen Hurts in his first full years to start and Nick Sirianni's his first year as a coach, that they're able to go to the defending champs home and win the game. I just – I don't see it. I'd love to be surprised. I would actually hate it. I hate Tom Brady, but I also hate Josh. Like getting yeah, ready to yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and they'll end so up, I, you know. And, and the sad thing is, they'll win the game, and then like the Packers will beat them thirty-eight to seven the next week in Lambo. But he'll still say, "Well, we won a playoff game," and so I don't. I don't want that. I, I don't Josh want that.
0: and Ju make it hard for me to cheer for a few things that I like, and that is well, the only black coach in the NFL as we speak, <laughs> employed black coach, head coach, yeah. and black quarterbacks, because I have to root against. Jalen hurts at times because I don't want to hear Josh's mouth. And, and he's saying, you know, kind of painted as Philly could actually make something happen in this game. I want y'all to understand that if Philly gets boat raced, dog walked up out of here, yeah. like some 38-7 type shit, I'm not shocked.
1: Me neither. Me neither. And um, it that's why that game could go either way. I think that if it's a close football game, Obviously, you've got what would probably be a very good defensive game from the Eagles, and they just control the clock. They keep it out of Brady's hands. I just – I don't see it really going any other way, you know. Um, it's it's hard to imagine that. And so um, – hey, Can
0: you imagine this, though, in the 3-6? Can you imagine Dallas beating the 49ers?
1: Yeah, I could definitely see that happening. They're going to have to play the type of ball that they played for a majority of the season, honestly. I mean, there's no mistake why they won 12 games. They are a talented football team. and um, But you know what? A game like this is going to be so important for one thing and one thing only. And you know what that one thing is, right? Win, Coach O'Reilly, sir? Coaching. It's going to be Coaching. Bro, it, that, that game is going to come down to coaching, and I think that – Two of the worst uh, game managers in the league? Oh, man, but I trust a, I trust one a little bit more than the other. I because hope you trust Kyle one, more the than the other. The other one, he just, he just chokes in the biggest games. He doesn't necessarily choke. And I you hope chokes, you trust
0: but, I hope you trust Kyle more than you trust McCarthy.
1: I do. I do. McCarthy probably and, thinks oh, it's still Wednesday. Oh. And, and as good as that 49ers – I mean, as good as that Cowboys defense has been – Guess what? I still trust uh, the 49ers defense more.
0: Do you think we see any Michael Parsons covering George Kittle?
1: One-on-one or in a zone?
0: Not talking about some one-on-one. No. You think he's going to pass rush all game? Yes. Uh, so the big the big because thing the is has, I don't know.
1: The, if, the thought is the less time that Garoppolo has to throw. I mean, Jimmy can Jimmy G can scramble a little. Like yeah, he's gonna he's throw. He's gonna throw. Dude.
0: Trayvon digs a pick though.
1: But you know they utilize Debo so well. Um, you know you got Debo right. This what do they think about? It. Everybody calls it a Swiss Army knife now. You got a guy like Debo, and I don't I don't foresee, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't see, I see this game definitely being a very close game. It will not be a blowout.
0: I, I don't think it'll be a blowout either. You talk about the Swiss Army Knife real quick. You know what I think some smart people finally realized? They looked at Derrick Henry and said, you know what? He doesn't look like a running back, but this shit works. They thought back in history, you know what? Eric Dickerson did have the most yards in a season as a rookie, rushing yards in a season as a rookie. He has the record for most rushing yards in a season, and he doesn't look like a running back. Why don't I take this thick-ass receiver, Debo Cordero, and treat him like Derrick Henry and Eric Dickerson? And that's what you have I, now. I think this uh, this is the one uh, matchup that has the biggest chance of being an upset. But I like Dallas. I, I just think Dallas gets it together, um, and I'm rooting. Here it goes. I'm rooting for Dallas to win. I'm rooting for Dak Prescott. I, I hate the Dak Prescott hate because I mean he's the Cowboys quarterback, and and yes, yeah, sure he doesn't he doesn't excite you all the time, but I mean. Who would you rather have, Dak or Jimmy G?
1: Give me, give me Dak, of course. Like,
0: like, come on, man. Like, I'm, I'm rooting, I'm, I'm rooting for black quarterbacks that don't play on my friends' teams. Uh, <laughs> Arizona versus Rams. Um, Cliff versus Sean, the Battle of the Pretty Boys. Oh, Cliff. Kyler Murray versus Matt Stafford, round three. I mean, I mean, the Cardinals kind of, you know, tailed off at the end of the, of the season. Matt Stafford is proving that um, it wasn't Detroit. Detroit was still bad, and Matt Stafford was still Matt Stafford. Right. <laughs> Both things existed, and uh, he's come to the Rams, a team that wins pretty much has been winning since Sean McVay got there. They continued winning but he still continued to play like Matt Stafford. So I, I, it's a toss-up for me. I don't even need to see a line on it. It, it. it wouldn't change how I felt about it because the Cardinals have a bunch of injuries. Uh, the Rams have Matt Stafford, who's never won a playoff game and Kyler's never been in a playoff game. I, I lean Rams because I, I trust Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Von Miller and Odell Beckham and Cooper Cup, and I don't want to see Cam Akers run the ball, Uh, Sonny Michelle. uh, I I trust that infrastructure more than I trust trust Cliff and Kyler because I think if Aaron Donald gets his handles on Kyler one time, we might be seeing Colt.
1: Yeah, and I think that you, you have to go with the Rams. The Rams are the more talented team, and they're the healthier team. Going into the game, um, I don't know. I know that they were talking about how Nuke could come back and play, um, I, but well, and 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 that's the thought. The thought is, well, is he is he is he really gonna play? You know what's what's that all about? What's 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 really going on there too with that? You know, and so I, I I'm of the belief that. Talent at the end of the day wins overall, and it's not like McVay hasn't made a run before. So McVay, hell, they won a playoff game last year that they weren't supposed to win because I think a lot of people Seattle was definitely favored. Oh yeah, there. they beat Seattle, you know. And they it was they because they had they didn't even start Jared Goff because he had the thumb or yeah index finger on his throwing hand, and then he had to come in because the other guy got knocked out with a concussion. And they won that game. And then they gave Green Bay a pretty good fight in round two. So I'm going to go with the experience over uh, the hype.
0: I mean, I, I don't think you can comfortably pick Cliff. Ever. Pick Cliff. Like, I mean, yeah, I, I, week to week, even when they're winning. Uh, but let's get to the uh, AFC. 7-2 matchup. We got the Chiefs versus the Steelers. Uh Everything in me says, go ahead, and and and, and this is kind of going to leak into the, the six-pack just a little bit. Uh, the Chiefs should cover the spread, but the Chiefs don't cover spreads.
1: They don't, and even more so come playoff time, you get a little bit more weary about them covering the spread. And I, I say that because, you know, at the end of the day, as good as – Patrick Mahomes is as good as Andy Reid is. It's just something about trusting these guys in a situation where they're playing against two other, uh, another coaching quarterback as bad as Ben is that have done this before, and uh, it's Ben's last ride. You know that's a well known fact. I just think that it's going to be tough for them to come out and you know, cover that spread. That spread is a two-touchdown spread. I just, you know, I expect that game to be a lot closer than people believe. It's still a playoff game, God damn it.
0: Yeah, and Juju may be back, right? Did I see that today?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. You did see that. You, you, your eyes stand correct. They're correct. Yeah, Juju
0: may be back. That's going to invigorate Ben. And Najee not, not Harris has quietly made a good case for Offensive Rookie of the Year. He's not going to get it. Oh, Najee? Najee Harris. I called him Najee. Sorry. Najee Harris has has been really good. He's top five rusher this year. Um, and I remember he had like a 14-catch game because, I mean, Ben is the check down king. But if Ben can muster up a little something, Claypool, and Juju can get that TikTok energy going, you know, and, and I kind of want the Steelers to win because I, I, I'm just – What's that? Huh? Huh?
1: Say, so you don't
0: want that. I dislike having to hear Nick Wright talk about the Chiefs more than I dislike hearing Jude talk about the
1: Steelers. Really? Yeah. Yeah. where are we going for
0: this? Th- I mean, that's where it's coming from, uh, me wanting to see them win. I don't think they will. I, I would I would take them, you know, with the plus 13 and a half or at jump. I would take them plus 13 and a half personally. Because it's a playoff game and Ben has Moxie. But let's get to the 6-3 matchup. Big Brother Patriots versus Little Brother Bills. I got the Pats, man. I like the Pats. I love the Pats. I like the Pats. I don't care if they've been sputtering. Um, I don't care if, if Mac Jones has hit the rookie wall. I think that Josh Allen has turned back into Josh Allen like I told you guys he would. No, the Pats did not win the, win the division like I predicted. But you know what? Putting out your division foes and going on to the second round, I mean, what's the real difference? That's Who's the gift dog in the division?
1: Well, and 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 this is another game where coaching is just gonna be, you know, that important ingredient. You know. Um at the end of the day, we all know uh who wins these type of games. And as Yeah, good- Bill. Exactly, Bill. Bill wins these type of games. And I, I, I'm of the belief that a guy like Bill comes in, he's able to kind of do whatever he wants because he's not only familiar with the opponent. Ah, oh, damn it, home. He's not only familiar with the opponent, but at the same time, this guy's a fucking gamer. And we know that. We know that. We know that Bill's a gamer. Uh, and how much sweeter would it be for him to if you can get past this round, you knock out the Bills. More than likely, you go on to face the Titans, a team that you can beat. Even with Derrick Henry back, this is a t- that is a team that you can beat. You can beat that team, and you know I I just think that at the end of the day, it, it's 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 tough sledding. Uh, for a team like the Bills, because even when I was at the Falcons Bills game, nothing nothing gave me the itch or made me feel like that team was you know not beatable there. No, and, they, they
0: didn't impress me at all.
1: No, I, I I wasn't impressed in even in the slightest, and so I I just think that a team like the Patriots who have that resolve they have that build um they have that respect you know that's just something that that is gonna be tough to overcome for somebody like josh allen then I mean, you saw josh allen came out today and he made a comment regarding uh how he loses uh circulation in his feet in cold weather and it's gonna be six degrees in buffalo i'm not charged my computer keep going is that why bart scott told me to take viagra I, I did see that dumb shit. I honestly couldn't believe that he said that. You know, I,
0: I saw it, and at first I was like, why in the hell would somebody say take Viagra for a, 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 before a football game, especially to Josh Allen who's like 25, 26 years old? Like, like, if Josh Allen needs Viagra, then, I mean, he got some issues, man. And Bart, but – what it made me realize is it's probably a thing. Just like Tom Brady wore the scuba suits for the, for the cold weather games to keep his warmth, uh, to keep him warm, there are probably players who are t- taking Viagra to get that blood pumping because it's win at all costs, right?
1: Yeah, well, it should be.
0: So I'm happy we fall on the same side of this one. Uh, last AFC game for the first round, this is the shocker game, right? talk about regular season surprises. I I, I want to know who confidently would say that, hey, first, hey, second round of the playoffs, you're going to see either the Raiders or or the Bengals in the in the second round of the playoffs. A place that Derek Carr has never seen. I mean, he's never seen a playoff game, and they are the 5C. They're riding high off their victory uh, against the Chargers because Brandon Staley is a bonehead, and, and we got Joe Cool 2.0, Mister Cigar, Mister Big Play, Mister. What? What? What did uh Wink Martindale say? I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not a Hall of Famer yet, but I mean, it wasn't necessary. So I'm gonna dot your head for this little five piece real quick. Right. You know, <laughs> Joe Burrow. I'm sorry, Joe Burrow. I believe in Joe Burrow. Thought you done thing, you know. Every every fail should end more like the Raiders' seeds is gonna end. You overachieve, but damn, it, at some point talent has to overcome. And you know the bad news bears. They, they if they were really from bad news like Alan Iverson was, they, they'd never win a championship. Ask him about that. You know you, you can only do so much with so little. And I, I think their their time runs out here. I believe in Joe Burrow. I believe in the swagger. I believe in the confidence he instills in his in his teammates. I believe in Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, Tyler Boyd, Joe. uh, Mama said, "Knock you
1: out, (laughs) mixing." That was dark. (laughs) That was dark. That was that was dickheadish.
0: And and I don't know if I believe in Zach Taylor though. Um, (laughs) I
1: don't know if I believe in him, but I don't think it's going to matter. He's so unproven. Um, we know that he comes from the McVay tree, right? But
0: yeah, he's a McVay guy,
1: he's an unknown commodity. But you know, what's funny. This is Derek Carr's first playoff game, too.
0: Yeah, because last time he broke his leg, and was it Connor Cook started?
1: He did the same exact thing that uh, basically, that Carson Wentz did. They got hurt at the very end, had these great records because the Raiders were a 12 and four wild card team. I remember that team, yeah.
0: Like Derek Carr was a legitimate MVP candidate that year.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was cause that's the year that Matt Ryan won. And we played them in the black hole. We played them and it was a great game. I remember that game. I didn't go, but I do remember watching it on TV because we played them like week two or three. And it was a big game. It was the week before we played Seattle and got robbed uh on that Richard Sherman call. But oh, we got him back. We did, we did, we did. It was a blowout, right? If I remember I mean, correctly. A uh, blowout Russ, at home. Russ, Russ knows they, were I mean. they were playing future music the entire game. Yeah, he's not welcome in Atlanta. Yeah. Uh, so
0: who you, who you got in this game? What, what do you see happening?
1: Um, I'm going to side with the Bengals. And here's the reason why. They already played each other, and uh, it was a fucking blowout. You know, it was – it was pretty bad. I think the game will be much more respectable this time around because I think that oak not Oakland, Las Vegas has shown that they have resolve too, you know, and they've been through a lot this season and they're still here, right? And so um, I just don't foresee them being able to get over big game burrow. Um Big balls, bro,
0: Let's be honest.
1: Yeah, and 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 then you just got to ask yourself, who's going to shut down Jamar? I don't know. What, if he that Raiders that. defense.
0: I mean, has Jamar what? I would like to ask Jamar Chase, when's the last time you've been shut down? Was it spring training, uh,
1: preseason? I mean, when have you been shut down? Like, let's be honest, he doesn't get shut down. No, he doesn't. No, he does not. He, he does not get shut down. And um,
0: yeah, uh, One second, man. Look at our receiving court Atlanta right now. And, and look at Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. I'd take them two years ago on our team. Not on our team two years ago, but two years could, ago. Well,
1: the question is, could you have made the same trade with the Bills? how they traded uh, Diggs to Buffalo for the one and how they got him. Would you have traded Julio to Buffalo to get that pick and then just replace him with Justin Jefferson? Was, uh, Tom- was Thomas Demetriol competent enough to make that move?
0: I don't know if he's competent enough to make that move. I don't know if he has the, the balls to make that move because of what Julio means to the city. Um, but the way Julio's hamstrings are set up, Yeah. (laughs) Them shits
1: don't work. (laughs) Right. And that nigga had a bad hamstring for like three straight seasons. And 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 they kept fucking trotting them out there. And you know, something that I I won't understand. Um you know, we just what a bad football team the Falcons have been.
0: Hey, look, we're gonna do our Falcons Podcast probably post Super Bowl, like week after our Super Bowl show, we go on our like football break into, like the draft. We we we're we're, we're we're gonna do a full Falcon show. We, we might we break some dig in into it. it.
1: We must but, dig but, into it. You ready for your six pack, man? Here, yeah. Let me because I'm actually it's crazy. I'm sorry, I've been looking at this stuff. I got some bets going right now. Um, give me one second, and then we can do the whole recording. Oh
0: no! I mean, it's it's fine. Like I just gotta press it.
1: And one. actually, you know what? It's a seven pack. It's our table. Let's do it a, a drinkers, like how it's like a baker's dozen. Let's do it a drinkers half dozen because we got a half dozen. I
0: like it.
1: We well, beer in hand plus the six pack, right?
0: Absolutely. You let me know when you're ready. Let's run it. All right, let's go.
1: All right. Uh we're here again, and now it's postseason time. Really excited about um, this seven-pack, this, this Drinker's Half Dozen that we've got coming this week. Uh, we're going to start off with the first game and go in order here. Um, Saturday, the first playoff game, we've got the Las Vegas Raiders at the Cincinnati Bengals. We're going to go ahead and, and and take the easy way out on this one. I like the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I think big balls, big game, however you want to call them, big big borough. gets it fucking done. There we go. I think that he gets it done uh, against the Raiders team that's overachieved and has been, you know, a team that coming into the season definitely had playoff aspirations but have overcome a lot. They're still going to have to fly from Vegas to Cincinnati. And I think that Houdet Nation finally gets to taste some playoff action and I saw a funny uh, post about this this year uh, about how nobody has ever made a text message about the Cincinnati Bengals in a playoff game because the first text message was sent in 1992. The Bengals last time went in a playoff game was 1991. So I'm going to hitch my wagon to Joe Burrow uh, in the Bengals and see them getting it done here in Vegas on the money line. Next game, uh, that Saturday night game, we got the Patriots at the Bills. To me – Going to be a close game. Uh, I like the Bills more as a team, but we're going to go ahead and go with the Patriots plus four and a half. So as of today, it's at plus four, so we're going to buy a half a point. I, I don't like betting against Belichick. and As much as I like the Bills, the Bills were probably my Super Bowl favorite coming in. I like them to win it. Fans are great, too, after getting to meet them and stuff like that. I, I just – it's it's going to be really hard for me to go against Bill. So I'm going to take the points because I know that this game is going to be relatively close. So give me the Patriots plus four and a half. Next game, we get the kickoff Sunday. We got the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I expect the Eagles to try and run the ball, but if Tom Brady and the Bucks are able to implement their offense and get on the field earlier, you know, get in the end zone, I, I'm going to have to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But – We're not even going to do that as the pick. We're going to take the over here. The over is at 46. I expect the Eagles to probably get about 17 points in this game, but I also expect the Patriots – I mean, (laughs) the Patriots, the Buccaneers to get to 30. So I like the over at over 46. um, And I would actually even possibly buy points at 24 and a half. Um, I expect – this game to be a little bit higher scoring as we kind of saw in the Eagles last game without Jalen Hurts, the Cowboys game, that game went into like the eighties. And so I expected there to definitely be points scored in this game. So give me the over 44 and a half, even though it's at 46 by the half point. Uh, next game, we got the 49ers at the Cowboys. Once again, I pretty much like the Cowboys to win the game, but at the same time, it's going to be really hard for me to bet against the 49ers. Um, uh, I think that this game will be a lot closer than people are anticipating. They have the spread at three. I'm going to go ahead and take the under here, though. Um, I like the under. The over-under is set at 51. I don't really see the high-scoring matchup because I think that the 49ers, much like with the Eagles game, are going to try and pretty much run the ball. Um, And so I I, I like the under 51. 27-24 is about pretty much what they got the score being at. I don't think that they get to that point because I think that the 49ers are going to neutralize them on defense. So give me the under at 51. Uh, Next game, the Sunday night game, we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Chiefs. As I alluded to earlier, this spread is at 13. I'm going to buy the point and a half and take the Pittsburgh Steelers at plus 14 and a half. I think that's just way too many fucking points in a playoff game. And at the end of the day, as bad as Big Ben is, this is still the last ride, and Mike Tomlin is still a Super Bowl winning coach, and that defense can still be an elite defense. I like them to come in with the scheme after getting blown out there and covering the two touchdown spread. So buy the point and a half and give me the Pittsburgh Steelers at 14 and a half. And then for the final game, the first ever Monday night wild card football game, we've got the Arizona Cardinals at the St. Louis, uh, Los Angeles Rams. Um, matt stafford not a guy that's won a playoff game and he's only played in two his whole career but this is arguably of course the most talented team he's ever been surrounded by this team is truly super bowl or bust i like the rams to get it done on the money line because at the end of the day talent beats inexperience and the cardinals just have too much inexperience on that sideline um and I don't even know if they're going to have New Hopkins or J.J. Watt back. So we're going to go ahead and roll with the Los Angeles Rams to get it done on the money line. And that is our drinkers, ducks, half dozen for the NFL playoffs.
0: Hold on, did I miss a bet? I only got
1: six. What do you have?
0: I got Raiders at uh, Raiders at uh Bengals on the money line. Uh-huh. I got Pats plus four and a half. Uh huh. Um, Eagles and Bucks over 46. Uh huh. 49ers and Cowboys under 51. Pitt. Uh-huh. Pitt plus 14 and a half and Rams money line.
1: Okay, you know what? I'm tripping. It is only six games. I'm thinking because there's seven. God damn it. Now we got to almost get rid of all that. Fuck. It doesn't matter. Either way, it's still a drinker six fat because guess what? I've got my shot here and that was the six fat.
0: Hey, here's what we're gonna do, right? You you threw in um, you threw in some some money lines and your over unders. So guess what? If, if they want to take that, they they can have it.
1: Add them on there. Add them on there.
0: Absolutely, man. But hey, hey, dog, it's been a good time. Um, you know we work through. We work through this technology shit because Albany is awful, man. Right. I'm going to have a conversation with Mediacom. I don't pay them for no reason. Uh, yeah, what's Mediacom? Don't ask me. Never heard of it either.
1: <laughs> we we forgive the good people of Albany um, and, and their shoddy internet.
0: But, yeah, man, I'll get this up tonight. We'll, we'll be balling. We got the picks out, man. It's been a pleasure doing this with you. Um, I don't know when I'll see you again.
1: Uh, fairly soon. We'll figure it out. You going to come up here at all for any of the – weekend of the playoffs even if it's not this who you like next
0: or i don't know we'll talk about it we'll talk about it i'm trying to spend a little bit more time down here and the network down here and kind of you know wait
1: well, you, you got to make it home now for what you got two more years
0: yeah i got two and a half more years so i'm trying to like make it home and actually kind of you know spread the brand and, and start doing some uh some albany interview local stuff Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really trying to, yeah. So we'll see how that goes.
1: Hey, I'm not mad at it. You do your thing, man.
0: Hey, man, if you ever want to come down here for business, because I know you can come down here, you should just let me know, man.
1: I'm down.
0: I'm down to make an appearance. We'll do some country nigga karaoke, but we won't sing. We'll just go watch. Let's do it. All right, dog. Appreciate you.
1: All right, Lee. Thank you again. Yep. All right.